When Cinephiles Attack, a weekly podcast where four movie fans test the limits of their friendship. I'm Josh, here with... Mella, Lacey, and Rashawn. All right, is it true? Did you finally watch it? We watched it. I watched it! Oh, I'm so proud of you. Oh, man, what a beautiful... Wow. If you're you're listening out of order for the past three weeks, Rashawn and Carmel have been saying you're going to watch The Old Guard on Netflix with Charlize. (sighs) What a beautiful day in history. Honestly. So before we even started, I just assumed because it was going to be so much action and I have this thing about a lot of sand in movies that it just makes me sleepy. We can get into this later, but just sand. No, we can get into this now. (laughs) Sand? Yeah, like you mean like like movies set in the Middle East type thing, or yeah, like Gladiator or um, Three Hundred, <laughs> or is it is it movies with like the the sepia tone filter kind of thing, like one hundred percent? I never want to get into it. <laughs> so I saw a lot of sand in the in the first few scenes, and I was like, oh boy, but wow, I was mistaken. The shit's good. The first, I mean, for people that haven't watched, I won't spoil it, but when the first big turn happens and, and mm-hmm. you know, the I think you pe- can say it. It's in the trailer. Oh, okay. Right? I wasn't sure. Right? But yeah, when maybe I haven't watched the trailer. Yeah. I mean, the whole maybe premise of it, it yeah, the, the <laughs> okay. turn is the premise of the movie. I think it's. Uh, okay, cool. So when they're, when it turns out to be a trap in there, all four of them are shot. Carmela was like, oh, this is some supernatural shit. And I was like. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know anything. I didn't know anything. I didn't know. I didn't know name means and I just anything said, about this. Uh, sort of. <laughs> I didn't know shit about it. I just took, you know, faith on Charlize and y'all's mm-hmm. opinion, and I was like, okay, this is gonna be good, and it was. I like going into movies knowing nothing about it, so my expectations are just what they are. That's, That's how fair. I feel about books. I'm not mm. one of those people who reads like the panels on the inside or the back little blurb. Yeah. Like, just want to go in. Will a good cover get you or is it the title? Um, titles are very important. Okay. And I definitely judge books by their cover, but I'm Ooh. more like. Wait a second. <laughs> just books. Just books. <laughs> you're, big some into, you're big into author too. You'll read. You'll read yeah. multiple books by the same author if you like a, their previous work. It's genre for me, yeah. especially. I love a good thriller. I love a good suspense, especially if it's a recent release or it's been recommended on one of the eighteen thousand book club pages i follow mm-hmm. i'll most like most books that i pick out are off of recommendation i'm a serial overwatcher of trailers and online I, sure I used is. to watch I, I used to watch like online clips like marvel will do that a lot like they'll release clips from their movies and i used to watch those but now i've i've pulled back on those at least but i'll watch every trailer that doesn't that spoil it for you 
Nah. The thing is, too, specifically with comic book movies, I very much... I I think I know what it is anyway going into it because I read so many comics. Mm. But as the years have gone on, they've diverted from, you know, like the MCU doesn't exactly follow a lot of the same beats as the comics. So I that's why I've started to pull back a little bit. I don't watch the clips anymore, but I'll watch I'll watch every trailer. A really well done trailer is just gets me, you know, it's, feelings I can't say on the podcast. It's an art. <laughs> <Don't>. <laughs> it's an art in and of itself. A good trailer sure. yeah. is, is a is a is a skill set by itself. I think that's true. But sometimes so I feel like I'll take that risk, watch the trailer, and I'm like, damn, I just saw the whole damn movie. There are trailers for that, sure. Yeah, the same way sure. that uh, someone can make a very good trailer, you can make a very bad trailer too. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we, Lacey and I, not a movie, but we've been watching I'll Be Gone in the Dark, the HBO oh, docuseries. It's about um, Michelle McNamara, the late wife of Patton Oswalt. And oh. she wrote, she was a true crime writer. and A true crime writer and investigator. Yeah. Detectives would call her one of their own. And she dedicated the last few years of her life tracking down and catch the East Area Rapist, a, a serial rapist that was never caught. And original Night Stalker. Original Night Stalker, thank you. A serial murderer who had never been caught. It was discovered that they were the same person. Whoa. And she kind of dedicated the last few years of her life tracking him down and talking to victims and getting their story and like syncing everything Tracing up. Clues and what's the word I'm looking for? Josh. Blues clues? Blues Not clues. <laughs> the actual term for clues though. Shut up, Carla. <laughs> Hints. Evidence. No, evidence. <laughs> Thank you. Evidence. She would take, she like tracked down actual little pieces of evidence. I'm all about this. Yeah. It's, oh, Carmelo, well, this is right up your alley. The book, uh, well, the thing is she, she got a book deal after writing like blog posts and magazine articles about this guy. And then she passed away suddenly in her sleep in 2016 before the book had been finished. So. And before he'd been caught. The autopsy said a mixture of like OPM. pre-existing heart conditions plus mm. overdose. Oh, oh shit. Um, is Patton like a producer on the show? He's one of the producers, yeah. He's wow. big he's in, a he's, champion of this whole story. He he wow. airs a lot of stuff that lesser men maybe not would not have that doesn't not make him look good. What's it called again? I'll be gone in the dark. All right. Also you know. the book is phenomenal. She was an unbelievable writer. She redefined the genre. Josh and I got the book when it first came out and I could genuinely read five pages at a time because when the book first released, he hadn't been caught yet. Oh, but I would read about five pages at a time. And if I woke up in the night and had mm -hmm. to pee, I would wake Josh up and be like, all right, I'm going the 10 feet from our bedroom <laughs> to the bathroom. Stepping Watch over me. a 65 pound dog <laughs> to like, <laughs> It's heavy, but it's good. You probably won't be able to watch more than one at a time. Nope. Mm -hmm. But it's wow. very, very good. Put it on our list. You know what else is on HBO, Mel? What? Watchmen. <laughs> um, if Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, <laughs> check out us next week. <laughs> That's uh, enough of that segment. Carmela has not watched Watchmen. <laughs> so aside, aside from Watchmen, what are we fighting about today? We are fighting about School of Rock. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Hello, this is Ned Schneebly. Everyone, I'd like to introduce Mr. Schneebly. All right, look, I've got a hangover. Who knows what that means? Doesn't that mean you're drunk? No.
It means I was drunk yesterday. I heard you in music class. You guys can really play. Why didn't anyone tell me? I think it's time we started our new class project. Rock band. Can we tell our parents? No! Lead guitar, Zack Attack. On bass, Posh Spice. Keyboards, Mr. Cool. Drums, Spazzy McGee. You three, groupies. So who do you like? Christina Aguilera. No. Puff Daddy. Wrong. Liza Minnelli. No! What are they teaching this place? We have a One of home. Josh's all-time favorite School movies. School of is Rock. This really? I did not know this. Yes, I love School of Rock. So before we get into it, though, before we break it down, um, can everybody put your hand on your heart? No. Already repeat, doing it. repeat after me. Mm. Yeah. I pledge allegiance. I pledge allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the band. To, to the, the band. band. To the band of Josh. No. Hold up. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> what a turn. <laughs> so, School of Rock is a 2003 movie directed by Richard Linklater, starring Jack Black. Written by Mike White, who also plays the real Ned Schneebly. It is about. Dewey Finn, a sort of disgraced wannabe rock star, he was just kicked out of his own personal band, and he has been slumming it with his best friend Ned Schneebly for years, living in his apartment on a mattress on the floor. And with pressure from Ned's girlfriend, played by Sarah Silverman, Dewey goes out to search for a job, and in doing so, answers a phone call meant for Ned to be a substitute teacher at a prestigious prep school. Dewey then goes on to teach those kids uh, instead of math and science and agriculture, agriculture, geography. <laughs> no, they could learn farming. Geography and all that. He goes on to teach them how to rock and stick it to the man, all culminating in one of the best final acts in movie history. Wow. Well, uh, oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Well, big words today <laughs> on the podcast. The whole third act? Like the end of the third act. You can say just the performance. The battle of the bands. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Rashawn is... Oh, my God. Got some Let's hear it. true issues. Nobody has it. issues. Let's hear it. You have issues. Okay. I have issues. There we go. Oh, <laughs> Thank you, Lacey. Prefacing it with, I love this movie, and I think it's so entertaining, and I think Jack Black is a national treasure. But... But... <laughs> As an educator, <laughs> <laughs> there it is. As a teacher, this movie is not even um, minutely accurate to how a substitute teacher works, to how <laughs> vetting and payroll and the school was used as a vessel when in reality, maybe he would have gotten in the door, but there's no way he would have gotten in front of a classroom. Right. Once he got there. They were pressed. The teacher fell and broke his leg. They needed someone ASAP. What do you mean? Every t every substitute teacher is needed ASAP. Teachers get <laughs> sick and they call the sub that day. <laughs> well, all I'm saying is it's a prep school. Things maybe run differently. It's private. They don't have any regulations there. It's the Wild West. That's this fair. I went to public school, so I, I don't know I. how private As schools are run. I went to both. Okay. Ooh. Big just, brain. Just At the same know. time? That's At why your pinky time. is always up. <laughs> always up. Even if it's grape juice, I'm holding pinky out. <laughs> <laughs> and if a principal walked in to watch your class, especially at a preppy private school, mm -hmm. she would not see you teaching, what grade were they in even? Second. Third? Second grade? Yeah. Uh, okay, that makes it even. Okay. What's up? 
Um, <laughs> if she walked in and saw a substitute teacher writing E equals MC squared yeah. on the blackboard for second grade students, there would be a problem. That's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on your side, Lacey, but that's pretty funny. I don't it understand. is funny, but it's not realistic. No. I learned... About the speed of light in second grade. I don't oh. know what public schools y'all went to. <laughs> From Coldplay? <laughs> uh, oh, that's the speed of sound. That's the speed of sound. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You don't know, though. It's a it's a very prestigious. Dewey said they were learning Latin and the parent night, and no one batted an he, eye. He said mm-hmm. it twice, actually. He said um, it twice. Not one mouth was closed from the parents. If you watch that scan of the room, all of them look confused, horrified. They were probably mortified that he said Latin twice. They were probably embarrassed for him. <laughs> Latin, French, Spanish, Latin. German. German again. No, we forgot German. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. And Latin. <laughs> Joan said, by the way, uh, Joan Cusack. She's so great. The movie she's should be about her. Queen. Why is she not in everything? Ms. Mullins. She's incredible. She's incredible. She said it's the most prestigious elementary school in the state. That's New York. Wow. It's the most prestigious elementary school in New York. You don't think they're learning savant stuff? I didn't say that. I don't think they're learning five languages at once from their one second grade teacher. A sub. <laughs> their substitute teacher. They probably burned through Einstein's theory of relativity so quickly. Chill. They're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will come to Lacey's defense. This you. you always do. I know. Right. No, not always, but I'll <laughs> not always, it right now. Thank but you. today, yeah. I, I think the plot of this film is is flimsy. I love I l- what do you mean? I'll keep going. I love this I think this uh genre or not a genre, but this type of film gets me. Like you put a, a movie star in a classroom with a bunch of kids. Love it. I I will love eat it up. It. Dangerous minds. Freedom Riders, uh, Coach Carter. What's that with Lupita and the monsters? Lean on me, Little Monsters. Yes. I love it. Dead Poet Society. But I think, you know, the car that they drove to get to this destination needs an oil change. It was a van. (laughs) It was a van. It was a smoky sticker. Smoky van. An oil change. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to take you on a journey. Okay. Just, Just go with me. I know you guys always do. Okay, I'm trying to figure out how to put this. Okay, so bananas, right? What? <laughs> you lost me. I said, stay with me. Stay with okay. me. Okay. Like the fruit? Trust me, the journey The journey's worth it. Uh, worth it. <laughs> bananas, they are a great fruit. They're full of potassium. Huh. They're delicious. You know, they, they look appealing. That bright, bright yellow flavor. I get it green mm-hmm. if they're not if mm-hmm. they're not ripe sure. anyhow I, and i and i love bananas the minute that you give me something banana flavored i'm out i don't Here's want why. okay can okay, i explain okay. why okay. So, wait 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 wait, 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 wait. He's not done. um pudding. banana banana pudding what banana the runs <laughs> banana cream pie is that a thing i yes, don't know absolutely it is. banana <laughs> nut bread smoothies i said all that to say Jack Black is my banana flavor. Ooh. <gasps> and this will be my last appearance on Winston of Hell's Attack. Oh, <laughs> my. 
You can add a record scratching right <laughs> I know. I said it was worth it, but, you know, maybe it's not. Look Whoa. at Josh. Y'all cannot see Josh's face, but <laughs> he's ready to go. He's ready to leave. Um, like, that's a friendship. I know. That, that's a, whew, we're Ooh. in trouble here. So here's the thing. Couple things. <laughs> he's too calm. That's not good. I know. He's very calm. It's not fully true, but there's there's evidence to prove that a few decades ago, like the middle of the 20th century, what was used as the actual banana, whether it was a fungus, I, I don't remember offhand. I'd have to look it up. But what, is, what is happening you, right now? We're going on a journey back. All right. Okay. 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 I took it there. So, yeah. Yeah. We got it. Um, we got it. There was a, a fungus that basically wiped out a big chunk of what was used as the commercial banana. And then a, a new sort of hybrid banana took its place, but it had a bit of a different taste. But by that time, banana flavoring had already been created chemically. So the banana flavoring we know now is based off bananas that were sold quite a few decades ago that are no longer a thing. Okay. All this to say <laughs> your taste in both bananas and actors. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's chemically imbalanced. Wrong. Oh! <laughs> My balance is fine, motherfucker. Oh. What don't you like about him? What don't you like about him? Hold on, I've I heard d- this before. I don't even. I don't know. Is it the sweat? Because <laughs> there's a lot of Mella. sweat. I'm fine with sweat. I'm fine with sweat. He just does. He's not my jam. He's not my jam. And I and there are stretches of this movie. There's that really good shot where he's just jamming out in front of the class, and they just pull out and let him do his thing. That is one of the most impressive one shots in a comedy. Yeah, in a comedy. In a comedy. No, it's not. Okay. What? (laughs) What? Okay. And and that all hinges on the fact that I don't like this banana smoothie. Right. I was going to say, if it was somebody else, would you like that shot better? Yeah, probably. I mean, look, look. I can't even think of somebody else that would do that part. It's freaking Richard Linklater. Like, I I can't even try to dismantle the craft of this movie. Like, it's great. What what he's serving me, I'm not hungry. (laughs) So you love the bowl. You just hate what's inside the bowl. Yeah, I like the seasoning. I love the kids. The kids are so great. The kids like, are so stupid they're good. They're so good. I am not a fan of the the main entree of this dish. <laughs> but you can't say why. You can't. It's grating. It's grating. That's like the point. Yeah, this the is character is point. an exaggerated. Have, have you is it have you ever liked Jack Black in anything? Mm-hmm. What? Okay. Um, I like him. Don't in Tropic, say the holiday. Tropic Thunder. I like him in Jumanji. I think I thought he was great in Jumanji. I will. I will. Okay. He's great in Bernie. He's so good in Bernie. Like, give him would, all the awards, all the gold. Fun, fun fact: uh, um, Max Brooks, the author of mm-hmm. World War Z slash son of Mel Brooks, went to school with Jack Black. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember the podcast. Maybe it was WTF. Maybe it was Armchair Expert with Dax Shepard. Okay. Listening to a podcast with Max Brooks, and Max Brooks basically said if Jack Black wasn't so obsessed with trying to make people laugh and smile at all times, he would have at least a couple of Academy Awards by now because of how talented he is. But Jack Black's one goal in life is to make people smile. And I think that's awesome. I will never. Except he doesn't make you smile. 
I will never get on this podcast and say any movie we talk about or any actor we talk about is not talented. I don't mm-hmm. care for it. I might find the right actor. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we haven't found him yet, but I'm not going to promise. I, and I and like I said, I've seen performances of his where I'm like, he's really good. I I'm. It's not a so matter the, okay. of me thinking he's not a good actor. I just don't like the shtick. Okay. This is like this is Jack Black turned up to eleven. Absolutely. And yeah. I it's not for me. I can I can accept that answer a little more. I've known people personally who will disown anything Jack Black is in just because it's Jack Black. No. I, I will accept your answer a little more. Uh, you're not you're not wrong. Dewey Finn is is it's the mo it's I'd say it's the second most Jack Black performance next to Pick of Destiny. Yeah, the whole yeah. I I am I I'm not down with the whole tenacious D thing. And not my thing. Not my jam. I'm so sorry. I hope Mm -hmm. we're still friends after this episode. (laughs) (laughs) While I disagree, I can accept that point of view because it's based in 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 personal feelings and not blind dislike. Can I ask then? Mm -hmm. Who? All of you. Oh. But specifically Rashawn, but all of you. Do you think the character of Dewey, do you think that's the way it's written? So it's, let me, let me roll it back. Um, <laughs> do you think the character of Dewey makes the movie work? Or do you think it's, I don't know what I'm saying. I don't know what I'm I saying. I think I know what you're saying. <laughs> Would School of Rock be School of Rock without Dewey? Yeah. Is that what you're asking? Yeah. No. Yes. I think you could put a different, a different but similar level energy. Like in who? The, in the role of the teacher, <laughs> and you would get impromptu recast. <laughs> Play five seconds <laughs> of the game. Play five seconds of the game jingle. Come on, Michelle. I'm do it by yourself. Uh, you want me to recast it on the spot? Just Dewey. Just, just, Jack just Black Dewey. Part. Okay. Let me think. The person who I think would slip into that part. Um, I think we just talked about him, but I'm gonna on a whim. Oh God. Under pressure, I'm gonna say Andy Samberg. Oh. Hmm. I feel like that would be a very similar performance to what yeah. Jack Black did. Because I but, don't hate that, but very similar. Yeah, none of y'all hate it because I y'all didn't think I was gonna pull something out. I didn't, honestly. You I know how much I love. This doesn't feel fair because you know how much I love Andy Samberg. So this this feels pointed. But to what Lucy said, I feel Lupo, like it's not gonna be very different. It's just not gonna be Jack Black. It's gonna be silly. That was it's gonna the, be over the top. I didn't say I wanted a different performance it's, or a different movie. You asked it, me. Dewey's gonna be turning them into a hip hop posse if it's Andy Samberg <laughs> instead of a rock. No, band. no, he would still be a, a rockhead. He would still love ACDC, all that stuff. It would just be Andy Sandberg, and I can get down with the Sandberg of it all. Because he's cute. That's why. I knew it. That's it. <laughs> no. That's argument. No. No, I just, I, I, I'm on Andy Sandberg's wavelength. Okay. Do you know Andy Sandberg? <laughs> I know. Is he behind you? Like, what's going on? About, I don't oh my God, tell him yet. about the podcast. I will. I will. I will. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jack Black aside, do we have any favorite performances from the movie, both musically and acting? Mm-hmm. I can't rem- 
recall his name right now. I could probably Google it. But the little, you're tacky and I hate you. <laughs> Billy? <laughs> his name is Brian Falduto. Be Fancy my pants. friend. Yes. <laughs> Dude, he's, he's so, a kid knocks it out of the park. Yeah, he's he so good. All the what kids is he are so, so good. How did we think about Jack Black's former band leader, Adam Pascal? We love Roger. We just love Roger. Came out of Second rent. build. <laughs> Kept According going. to IMDb, he is second build in this fucking movie. Oh, yeah, he is. Crazy. Put, put some respect on Ren's name. I think when the I first... most magical moment of my life was seeing Rent at the Pantages Theater while in college for performing arts. I had second row seats to wow. Adam Pascal and oh no, oh no, the original Anthony Rapp. Anthony Rapp, yeah, they did a rip. Sorry, I was like Adam Pascal, Adam Pascal. I was on a one track, <laughs> one track hot. Adam Pascal and Anthony Rapp did a reprisal. I don't remember if it was extended or if it was just like a one night thing, but sitting there and watching masters of their craft. I mean, Adam Pascal's voice is. Unreal. Oh yeah, Little Rock is on Broadway right now. It is. Well, yeah. I don't Not know. Right I, don't, now, it was. I don't think it's still it, running. No, it used to be. It was nominated for a bunch of Tonys. Yeah, Andrew Lloyd Webber wrote it. Pass. Wrote the music. Oh, oh my God, Rashawn, go away! I am big chaotic today, guys. <laughs> you are. <laughs> I don't care. It's you Full had pass? coffee yesterday. I know. In your system. First I, coffee I, I had in years. I should have known pumped. because when we were watching this. He was just kind of like, he would chuckle here and there. And I was like, oh, like, you know, looking at him to see if he was into it. And I just felt like he was collecting all his thoughts to bring all this bullshit today. Notepad in hand. Because I was there laughing like I hadn't seen it. And I haven't seen it in a long time. I was like, look at this. Look over here. Well, what Uh, did you think about it, Carmela? You just dragging me. Shit is funny. This movie is really funny. It's a fun movie. It's delightful. The only like true issue I have with this movie, and I say this loving Sarah Silverman. I love her stand up. I loved her show. Mm -hmm. But in this movie, I hate her character. This actually leads to me to my next question. Thank you. It's a question I think we, without trying to, have asked on almost every episode. Is there, and if there is, who is the villain of this movie? It's not the man. The man. The man. <laughs> I think it's expectations. I think Jack Black is the villain. Rashawn! Whatever. You got me yelling in this mic today. <sighs> Sound care. clipping and shit. Listeners, Look, I do not care. <laughs> I don't think he's the villain because no, he's the not. way Jack Black affects those around him is positive at the end the kids find out what they're happy with he, he can he cool. can be he can be the hero and the villain i'm right. not i'm this is not me ragging on jack black but i think his character is his own worst enemy and i genuinely think he is the vil- the hero and the villain of the I, okay if 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 you only look at it as the villain is fighting against the hero then i may tend to agree with you that while jack black is the protagonist his biggest enemy, his biggest hurdle to climb is himself. So that and I... those baggy pants he keeps wearing. <laughs> They're comfy. Fuck off. Whatever. What baggy <laughs> pants, etnies, and an untucked button shirt. Where are you at? Like, I'm itchy just thinking about it. 
I think I mean okay, Sarah Silverman is the antagonist for We're we're clearly meant to think she's the villain, but I don't no, in no way think she is. I think she's just a nag. I wouldn't say she's a villain. I mean, yeah, flip I mean, it in the movies about her. Jack Black is the nag. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's this true. freeloader in her boyfriend's apartment. She's she has this. She's working for the mayor of New York or Buffalo or wherever they are. Yeah, you know? I said it as a joke when you first asked, but like, what? I think kind of the overarching bad guy is societal expectations. You you Ooh. find that in how the parents treat their kids. Mm-hmm. Um, the strictness and the expectations that are at the school for the students, the expectations and uh, and judgment placed against Joan Cusack's character as she, the principal yeah. from she has the, the whole faculty. Monologue. And then again, Sarah Silverman's character, that's societal expectations of what Jack Black should be doing. She says, we have a job and we're contributing to society. Exactly. So I think like, Overall, is, it's society's expectations of what is successful is kind of the backdrop of the, the villain. villain. I could agree with that for sure. All right. Rashawn, why do you disagree? I, I don't disagree. I see you over there. <laughs> oh my God, what a pile on today. Um, <laughs> you wore a big sumo suit with a target on it and right. said, uh, written pile on me I the know. moment you walked through this digital door. <laughs> I no, I I agree with what Lacey's saying. I still think Jack Black is a villain. I also here's the thing, I am not a huge fan of the whole slacker learns to get his stuff together type movies. Mm-hmm. Can I jump in? Yes, please. Because I'm on your side on this. Okay. This is my other big argument point. Yeah, she said she had two. Do we actually see that shift in Dewey? No. He doesn't grow. I guess the, the what is it, the fall of the hero or whatever they call it is when he's caught at the school and then he just goes home and pouts until the kids show up to encourage him to go when in reality he would have been arrested (laughs) (laughs) and he would be in jail i can't Um, argue that he probably would have been yeah yeah (laughs) absolutely but then he has like one or two throwaway lines that are like it's not about winning it's about playing a great rock show and then they don't win and who's the first one to throw a fit it's dewey yeah he doesn't really change or grow at all he he very much learns responsibility and he now has a, a job he's quote unquote contributing to society by teaching this kid's music if the school of rock poster at the very end that's hanging over their apartment door says rock 101 monday through thursday 3 to 4:30 advanced rock 4:30 to 6 he has a, a, a at least 4 day a week job that he's teaching kids i would have loved music. that to have been the start of the movie like he's forced to do something job wise and he ends up creating like he's forced to do this after school program and that's where he bonds with the kids and learns everything tension of him lying about being that schneebly right but then he there's no consequences for when he's caught he doesn't get that check that doesn't bother me because like uh, as much as i don't like those kinds of movies i do love you know Movie, movies that lead to a big competition. Sister Act 2 put it in the Louvre. You know? There, I mean, <laughs> for, 
we that I don't think for real. I don't know if that movie will ever be on this channel because there's nothing we can disagree no, about. No, so and if we if we do, we should be shut down. Yeah, back in the habit. That's a cinematic masterpiece. Absolutely. Um, there is, yeah. That I think we can all agree is that's a, a a trope that will always be in style of movie leading to a big competition. And if it's a successful payoff, because I think we can all agree too that the song they play at the Battle of the Bands is phenomenal. I it's haven't so stopped seeing it. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. I got a little misty, but I think that's just I'm emotional. I don't know. I was Aww. just like, look at these kids doing their thing. The, mm-hmm. the moment that gets me is Tamika's parents. Ah, when yes. she starts singing yes. in a cuss to Tamika's parents. They have no they, idea. They have no idea because she's so shy. That that part always gets me a little bit. Yeah. Oh. I like. I think Tamika and Zach are my favorite students. Zach the... is the lead guitarist? Yeah. What about Freddie? I love Lawrence. That Lawrence. little weirdo. Freddie. <laughs> <laughs> You're an I... alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> He is so good. You have a disease. <laughs> Lawrence, I love the little weirdo, dude. I Lawrence love is so Lawrence. good. He's so cute. And I think that's that little interaction they have at the table um, during lunch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, when he's like, I'm not cool. And Jack Black says, being in a band makes you cool and you're the best piano player we have. I think that's a really honest moment. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the places Jack Black gives such a great performance because it's it's not exaggerated. It's very much like it's still selfish because he wants him to play piano for his right. band. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's true. But he is encouraging this kid who is insecure and feels alone. The interaction with Tamika too, where she's yeah. just like, well, I'm yes. fat. And he's like, girl, Aretha? Like and she's yeah. like, oh, you're right. He's like, I'm chubby. It's fine. Yeah. Does a selfish end game negate the kindness of a kind act? Are we gonna bring it back to Billy? From For Titanic? real? Are we going back to? No, I mean it. I mean <laughs> okay. it. Like <laughs> in general. I still believe what I said, and I'll die on that hill. <laughs> but. <laughs> oh my god! I never said Billy Zane did nothing wrong, and I will never say that. But I, what I'm saying is, does it negate? raising these kids confidence and and hopefully making them a little happier if his end goal was selfishly to have them play or sing in the band all right here's what i'm gonna do there we go i was the negative nancy at the beginning but i think part of what he's doing in those scenes is really unique to jack black because you don't ever see him working it over in his mind that he's manipulating these kids. I think right. those interactions are really, really genuine. And he's, while he is all about self-preservation and his end goal is his own success, I think the good, brilliant part of his performance is that you never see him working to like, <laughs> I'm going to get these kids to do my bidding, you know? Good. In yeah. those moments, he's like, no, this is... Like you can sing if you want to sing, sing. I, I, mm-hmm. And and he really, unless you know, you're Miranda Cosgrove, <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into that. Later. We'll find you. We'll find music else career. You. We'll get into that later. Don't worry. So that is the good thing I'm going to say about Jack Black, and I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm out. What do we think? Any other grievances to air with this? Here's what I'll say. 
as the little goody two-shoes. It does not negate all the good that he did, but it was still selfish. (laughs) And it was still self-serving. He didn't go (laughs) into it wanting to boost these kids' confidence. It was an aftermath. It was an effect to playing on a stage and practicing something and getting exposed to something new in a school was was not his intention. And that's what... that's the word I should have thought of during Titanic. Intention is is where... It's too late. Episode's in the can. It's not too late for this one. Um, his intention was all selfish. So it doesn't negate all the good that he did because those kids flourished and they grew and it was great. But that doesn't make what he did necessarily a good thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I think it's easy to look at what Jack Black did as as bad. He stopped these kids from learning, but I think it maybe got pushed too far, so it, it got kind of lost in the sauce. But I think uh, originally a commentary this movie tried to make is if you only teach kids educational things, it's very dangerous. They need arts. Like, look at their music class. They were playing nothing. They were all playing quarter notes, and I think it was supposed to be classical music, but it was garbage mm-hmm. and they were all just kind of mindless auto- uh, mindless drones that I totally 100% agree with Yeah, and I think, I think I, that message is effective in the movie yeah. I think if you really I mean and maybe maybe others may see it stronger than others but just because of Jack Black's character and how destructive he is and how Yes, music was good, but it also brought bad if it's coupled with lying, yada, yada, yada. But ultimately, I think that's a message that needs to be relayed because I think that's a big reason, a big part of the thing Mike White wanted to come across in this movie was that schools need arts or kids need the arts, whether it's school or not. It should be. But whether it's the school or not, kids need music or acting or dancing or painting or whatever. Mm-hmm. Also, shout out to LGBT community. Mike White is bisexual, so. Nice. Oh, oh wow. Okay. He also wrote Nacho Libre. Yeah, <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> huh. Anything else anyone wants to get off their chest before we summarize this bad boy? My chest is empty. Hmm. <laughs> you sure? Yes. I mean, I, we'll see. I, I feel know. like I really fought hard in this, but I did really enjoy this movie. I yeah, did really that too. love it. I, 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 I liked it. I liked yeah. it so much. Rashawn. <laughs> So ultimately, I think you can ag- agree on that. It's a do- it's a fun movie. It's a it's a fun movie. Mm-hmm. Rashawn has bad taste. Yes, mm-hmm. and <laughs> Joan Cusack is a queen. Yeah. Joan Cusack is a queen. Um, what's the uh, what's the what's the final song's name that they play in Battle of the Bands? Teacher's Pet, probably. Is that is what it it's called? We're gonna call it Teacher's Pet. Okay, it's phenomenal. School on time or something like that. School on time. Who knows. The final song they play is a certified bop. It's a bop. <laughs> it's very good. It's a bop. Okay. Who wants to play a game? I do. Let's do it. I want to play a game. All right, everyone. Gird your loins. Riddle me this. It don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. guessing game. Come on, boy. Boy, play with me. All right. We're going to be doing a little trivia. Uh, you will be earning gold stars or demerits accordingly. Oh, what? what? I was I was a pretty 
straight A student. So we know Rashawn. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah, you went to two schools. We get. It. Yeah. <laughs> at, the, at the same time. <laughs> okay, this is all going to be about rock songs, but specifically rock songs that were featured in the movie. Oh goodness. Okay. First, when Dewey is teaching Zach how to play rock guitar, loosen up a little bit. Mm-hmm. He teaches him three songs. Can you name any of them? Yes. I can sing them. Rashawn, how many can you name? I think I can name two. Name them, yeah. Uh, Highway to Hell. Yep. And Paint It Black, I think he teaches them. Nope. Damn it. Okay. I'll give you one gold star. Uh, Lacey, can you sing any of them? Does anyone know the name of that song? Is it Enter the Sandman? Nope. See? Uh, it's by uh, Deep Purple. Uh, it's also the song the whole band plays when he's teaching them. Yeah. I'll give you a for, little star though for singing that they tried. Thank you. <laughs> Does anyone know who performs Highway to Hell? Led Zeppelin. No. Oh my God. Delete this from the fucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's a demerit. I told you this trivia is going to be a nightmare. Wait. Aerosmith? That's a demerit. I'm going to guess one more. <laughs> I can't even guess. Is it ACDC? It's ACDC. I was going to say that. Damn it. Uh, okay. Okay. I, um, well, uh, I trust you, Carmel. I won't, I won't delete it. Uh, you're missing one. Well, you're missing two. You I never know. got the Deep Purple song. Iron Man. No. No. That's not, the... that's not that song. It's uh, Smoke on the Water is that song. Forget but the third it. song, oh. well, the, the first song he teaches Zach is what? Um... um... <laughs> Which is I Iron. Yeah, Iron Man. I said that. We were still talking about the Deep Purple song. We said that. Well, I said Iron Man. I get a gold star. You got a gold star. Uh, who sings Iron Man? Iron Maiden. No, that's a demerit Just for being lazy. Throwing that out. <laughs> that is a demerit for being lazy. <laughs> The band is Black Sabbath. Mm. Who's Black Sabbath's lead singer? Child. Alice Cooper. That's a demerit. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want to guess because I don't want to get any yeah, demerits. No. Carmela, you might, you should know this. You watch reality TV. Oh. Is that clue misleading or is that a pretty good nope. clue? Is it Ozzy Osbourne? Yeah, it's Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> lead singer Black Sabbath. I won't give you demerit this time, Carmelo, but you're on thin ice. Damn it. <laughs> you already have two, so. Um, all right. On to Lawrence. Does anybody know the song? It's Lawrence. by the doors. That's a gold star for Carmela. Can anyone oh, sing it? No. Touch me. By the doors. Ah, on, he on, does on, sing on, it. Touch yeah. me, baby. All right. <clears throat> to the backup singers. What is the first backup singer sing? For her audition, the, who can hit a? Oh, a I, know, I, know. Me, me, me. Ooh, I know, I know, I know, I know. Tomorrow ooh. from Lacey, Annie. raise your hand first. Tomorrow from Annie. That's yep. correct. <gasps> Thank God. <laughs> Carmela, you raise your hand second. So, what does the next girl sing? She sings "Amazing Grace." Yeah, she sangs She's it. She's so cute, <laughs> dude. Grace face. Rashad. Oh. What does Miranda Cosgrove sing for her audition? Oh, I know this. She sings Memory from Cats. That is correct. <laughs> three for three on the backup singers. <laughs> on her In her own separate audition, what does Tamika sing? Chain of Fools. I? Aretha Franklin. Aretha. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, she's, that girl's so good. Mm, super good. 
Okay, we're almost done. Two more. <gasps> what song is guaranteed to make Miss Mullins loosen up a little bit? Me! Lacey. Just like a wide window, sing the song sounds like she's singing. I'm going to give you a gold star, Ooh. but there are still... Ooh. <laughs> Who's it by? Fleetwood Mac. Stevie nope. Nicks. Stevie Just Nicks. Stevie Nicks. No one's giving me the song title yet, though. Oh. Don't mind uh, White bad. Dove? Nope. <laughs> what did you just say? White Dove. <laughs> <laughs> she has a, a word cloud she's just pulling from. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, Iron Maiden. Mm-hmm. <laughs> White Doves. <laughs> I Any do. guesses? I know it. Oh. I just can't. Edge of 17. Oh. <laughs> and finally, the last gold star available. Long Way to the Top is the credit song. Who sings Long Way to the Top? Jack that's Black. A, that's a long way. <laughs> Originally. Oh, I was like, keep singing it. <laughs> I 100% thought that was a School of Rock original. I did Me not too. Oh, was, no. I did as well. Oh, my God. 100%. Yeah. I, I you guys, we are going to lose so many subscribers. I know. <laughs> Please I stay all, with us. Please. I know all these. These are things. I, look. Huh. Yeah, but it's you ACDC. grew up. It's ACDC. Huh. What? what? The more you know. <laughs> there are multiple AC. Do you know? There's a visual ACDC reference in the movie. Do you know what it is? Yeah. It's... Can I guess? Yeah, guess. Oh, I was going to say the band's emblem. No. Okay. Do me a favor. Oh, he's changed since he's gotten older. Do me a favor and, and Google Angus Young. He's ACDC's lead guitarist. Does that look familiar? Oh, is he in the movie? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the outfit that Jack the Black outfit, wears. The outfit. The school end. outfit with shorts is the exact same thing Jack Black wears at the end. Oh, I saw him oh, in the yeah, movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. God dang it. <laughs> I swear I watched this movie. I swear. I right, know. Let's count I will say, Lacey, you got the fewest demerits. Yes. Good. Teacher. But you only, got, you only got four gold stars. Only? Carmela, you also got four gold stars. Wow. But you got three demerits. God. <laughs> Rashawn, you got two demerits, but you got five gold no! stars. Come on. And a twist of the episode. What a loser. <laughs> Actually, technically, I'm the winner. Whatever. It's not about winning. It's about rocking. Haven't you listened to that? That's what I'm talking. Yo, that's a 500 gold stars for Carmela. <laughs> no. <laughs> walking away with it. <laughs> I support. I support. I concede. This is garbage. (laughs) (laughs) Even when you win, you lose. (laughs) All right. Finally, it's time for a little bit of Six Degrees of Separation. We end each episode with a quick round of Six Degrees, finding a connection from someone from this week's movie to next week's movie. So today, I need you all to find a connection from Jack Black to Matthew Lillard. So hard. Mm. <laughs> I got it. No! Got it already? Shut up! We won't even need to cut the dead air. All right. Let's hear it. Okay, so Jack Black was in I Still Know What You Did Last Summer with nice. Freddie yes. Prince Jr., who was in Scooby Doo with Holy Matthew Lillard. Shit. <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's it. Yo. 
those dreads those dreads Uh, check that out terrible (laughs) making a mountain out of a molehill with that roll jack black (laughs) (laughs) everyone feel good I feel, feel, feel humiliated out. after that trivia, Joshua. <laughs> <laughs> Whole episode stricken from the record. <laughs> I feel good about it, so that's all that matters. Because I'm the host. You're the host. <laughs> and that is it for this week's episode of When Cinephiles Attack. As always, we'd love if you took a moment, rated us on iTunes. You can find this and all of our episodes on Spotify or anywhere you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Cinephile Attack. And if you have a suggestion for a new episode or you want to show us some love, email us at whencinephilesattack at gmail.com. From Josh, Mella, Lacey, and Rashad. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll catch you next week. Bye. See ya. Deuces.